So, of course, just in time for the election, out yet popping another big promise. And it's only been 15 years. But now the Liberals say they're going to spend a whole $2 billion over four years to rebuild Ontario's mental health system. It's not like we had, it's not like we really had a a good plan anyway, but now they're going to rebuild what we had. So now this is a priority, promising more services, easier access through your doctor, school, maybe even a community organization. It calls for more help for young people, access to therapy, mental health care workers in schools, more money for, here's that word again, free psychotherapy. Now, I'll point out the PC's platform under Patrick Brown included a $1.9 billion spending plan for mental health, and it was a key plank of the People's Guarantee. And Doug Ford has expressed that mental health and opiate treatment will be key in his platform, so I'm not sure if he will adopt that. He has not formalized his platform. But you get the sense that maybe the Premier's feeling the heat. Maybe they're just borrowing this to buy your vote. But is this an actual fix or is this actually just another Band-Aid? Let's ask someone who would have an awful lot of insight into this, Francesca Grosso. She is a health policy consultant, also helped develop the health care platform for the People's Guarantee so she would know all the innuendos and where all the fine print might be. Good to have you on. Great to be here, Alex. All right. So on first uh, kind of reading and as you start to dissect what you've heard today, how does it look to you? Well, it looks frighteningly familiar. Uh, You pointed out that the People's Guarantee did actually have close to $2 billion. Uh, Basically, what we were doing is we were matching federal dollars. So understand that this promise is not only using provincial dollars, but we'll be matching federal dollars. So basically, that was the promise that, uh, that we had come out with. I will say two things. I will say it is not too little... Uh, which doesn't surprise me because I don't think this government has ever had a problem spending money. Uh, But I will say it's too late. And here's why. Uh, You know, if you take a look at mental health and, um, you know, I actually had hand. Sorry, that's my dog. That's okay. I actually had a hand uh, in, uh, you know, in working to help craft the the people's guarantee. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that we looked at was the fact that our mental health services are fundamentally non-existent. You have kids that are waiting uh, for over a year to get help. You have families waiting 18 months. These are kids, some of them are are uh, suicidal. And where do they end up? Mm-hmm. They end up in our hospitals, right? right? So we have a 63% increase over 10 years of people in emergency rooms when they shouldn't be for mental health. We have 67% over 10 years for people who are hospitalized, who shouldn't be in the hospital for this, these are things that need to be treated in the community. We have a complete disregard for mental health by this government. This was the one area, the one area where they, never mind they didn't provide the care, they didn't even pump money in. Right. We spend about $1,400 for every person in Ontario on health care. Do you know how much we spend per person on mental health? Yeah. 16 bucks. Jeez. So, you, you know, this was a, a, an area that we felt, you know, we talk about health care, uh, hallway health care and all the rest of it, but we got to understand that our hospitals were never built right. to deal with some of these problems. So I would say that it is uh, a good amount of money. 
um, and it's awfully late, 76 days before an election in an area where their record is absolutely appalling. Right, because as, as you mentioned, if they're not in the hospitals, then they're either there or they're in a jail cell or sleeping yeah. on the street. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's been a, it's not uh, uh, not been a problem. This has been on the radar, just like the opiate crisis had been on yeah. the radar for a long time. And both yeah. the NDP and PC had been saying, please do something because kids are dying. And they only waited until a few months ago to actually start putting out, you know, um, information in commercials and, and right. giving uh, naloxone kits. And so, again, it's all very reactionary. Yeah, there's something else that I really would, you know, like to say about this, which really angers me the most, is that a couple of years ago, the federal government in its health accord, they had pinpointed the two areas that they really felt people needed help in. One Mm. was home care and the other was mental health. And they said, look, we, we will give the provinces money, but you have to promise to spend it in those areas. Right. So what do you think this liberal government that has now found religion on mental health, what do you think they did? Mm-hmm. They, absolutely, they did not accept the money from the federal government. Why? Well, you know, there's the regular yammering, it's not enough. But then, basically, they were hooked on the idea that we don't want the feds telling us how to spend the money. They wanted to spend it elsewhere. We waited for a long time, we were one of the last provinces, if not the last province, to sign on to the agreement. I believe the money isn't even flowing yet because they were still working out the details. Okay, so we had money available to us in 2016 mm-hmm. that they didn't take. In the 2017 budget, if they really cared about mental health, my question is this, why wasn't it in that budget? Right. Why wasn't it accounted for? Why wasn't it on the go-forward part of the budget that says, well, we have all this money to spend over three years, they were absolutely silent. I raised a stink because I was angry. I said, this is, this is really important dollars. We need to be putting it in the budget. They were going to turn the money down rather than have to guarantee they'd spend it in mental health. So I got to tell you, they're really good at marketing. Yes. I will say their communications is down pat. I have, A, no belief that this is a genuine commitment, and B, I have no belief that like so many other things in healthcare, this money is actually going to go to care, that it's going to help the people that need it. Everything else in healthcare, you yeah. see a pattern with this government. They spend a lot of money, and it usually ends up being new agencies, new bureaucracies, more process, more think tanks, and red ribbon task force, and blue and commissions. We need the dollars to go to care. Strategy is great, and you need it. But you need to make sure that you're getting the outcomes. And the outcomes is about ensuring that people are getting the care. And this government is not capable of making sure the dollars actually get to the care. Yeah, it's going to a lot of fat cats. And I think when people say, well, where's all the health money going? Well, it's going to a lot of executives that are creating, as you say, these agencies. And it's uh, getting rid of frontline workers like nurses. And then you've got the doctors who don't get a deal. So it's not actually going anywhere but uh, for pencil pushers. But, uh, you know, in this plan, does it do anything to address dementia or, you know, Alzheimer's, uh, which is a massive, massive yeah. cost. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, they, they did a very high level uh, of some of the, the key points that, uh, so I'm not, going to, I'm not going to say it does nothing for this or that, because, you know, like any platform piece, you have yeah. a high level uh, document and, uh, you know, they will tell you they have a dementia strategy. They have more sure. strategies <laughs> than what you could shake a stick at. I really don't know. My, my problem is this. It doesn't matter what they say it's going to go for. I have had experience in the many years I've been in healthcare with this government 
and on the board of Patients Canada, by the way. And I can tell you that I was so distraught when the home care, yes. the big promise of patients first, and then I read a piece of legislation called Patients First. The word patient doesn't come up, and it's all about restructuring of bureaucracy. Yeah. So I don't really care what they're, they're promising to do, because I don't think they're ever going to do it. Like, they've done nothing with anything else. It's all become an excuse for another, you know, another entity of government, another, uh, you know, another crown corporation, another eight years of studying something. Right. It's essentially being done to, to buy by this election. But, um, you know, this puts Doug Ford uh, in a situation because he has yet to formalize his platform. I have spoken to him on record. He has said that uh, mental health spending and the one plank of, of Patrick Brown's People's Guarantee will, will in fact, not be something that he will just shred. And because of his uh, family's issues with Rob and his uh, addiction issues, this is something that uh, actually got him quite emotional uh, when yeah. we spoke off off uh, the radio. He actually got very uh, vulnerable on this issue and said, this is going to be very, very important to me. What do you foresee then he will run on? I, I, I don't know if it'll be the same, but I think it will have to be in there. I, I obviously really don't know at the end what, what, uh, what he is going to agree to come out with, but I will say this. I'm very encouraged because I've been having talks with, um, uh, with uh, Ruben Devlin, who's uh, one of his uh, campaign, uh, um, a trusted campaign uh, uh, people, and also working on his healthcare uh, platform. And we have been in touch many times. We sat down together. This is clearly something that is a priority, yeah. and we have shared a lot. So I would be very surprised not to see a good commitment in there. Once again, a sustainable and realistic commitment, because people have to get over the idea that pouring copious amounts of money into something is going to fix it. If that were the case, we would have the best healthcare system in the world. And I will tell you that if you look at the Commonwealth studies, Canada is dead last in most everything. And Ontario is a big portion of those Canadian results. So I will say that you, I, I would be expecting um, a, a really good commitment on mental health and addictions. I think he signaled that today with his, uh, the, the, some of the planks that he's, he's putting forward. And I think you'll see something that is sustainable. And I think most of all, you're going to see something that is going to be based on actually getting results and care. And that, the proof of the pudding will be in the eating. But with this government, the proof of the pudding has been that it's always wonderful rhetoric, but the yeah. money never flows to where it's actually going to make a difference. It's always in the fine print. I, I appreciate your insight on this. Thank you so much. We, of course, will talk to you throughout this um, process because I want to be able to come to you and say, where's the fine print, what adds up and what doesn't? But I really appreciate you chatting with us. Very good. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. That uh-huh. is uh, Francesca Grosso, who is a health policy consultant over at Grosso McCarthy. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.